This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, hello everyone. Honestly, what a day. It's the 24th of July 2020, the year in which it's not been a great one to be fair until that is today. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. The show for the fans, by the fans, because Mansfield matters, and it's an impromptu one, because football does too. That's right, folks. The announcement has come that football is back, or at least on its way back. More on that in a second, but first, put a smile on your face, bop along to the theme tune and the intro music as we go live to Nathan Edger's garden and my back room for an impromptu podcast. Popcast? Podcast. As football returns, I'm overly excited! Woo! My name's Craig Priest, alongside me, uh, albeit virtually in his back garden, soaking up the sun, and rightly so. I'm just disappointed he's not in his hot tub. It's Mr. Nathan Edge. Good afternoon, Nathan. How are you, mate? You well? Afternoon. I'm, I'm very well now. We have we actually have something proper to talk about. Like We're not just uh, oh, doing a, one of those usual warm-up uh, podcasts where we... Uh, yeah, we, we make conversations out of not much. This is a proper announcement. This is an exciting one as well. Absolutely it is. It's uh, a really exciting one, as you say, because football is back. Yes, in case you missed the statement earlier, I'm just going to read uh, the official EFL statement, which is on the club's website, just in case, you know, this is the first thing that you've seen. For some people, 
It is. So, here we go. Uh, the statement reads as follows. The EFL can confirm that the 2020-21 season will get underway across the Skybet Championship League 1 and League 2 on the weekend of the 12th of September. The 2020-21 season will conclude on the 8th and 9th of May 2021 with the Skybet playoff finals reverting back to the spring bank holiday weekend at the end of May. Work is currently underway in respect of the fixture scheduling and details will be announced in due course as to when full fixture lists for the 2020-21 season will be made available. Honestly, Nathan Edge, those words, a full fixture list for the 2020-21 season being made available, they're words that I didn't think I'd be uttering for a long, long time. No, my, me neither. Uh, I thought it was going to be something that's dragged on for, for, for many more weeks. But uh, we've finally got some, got some news and a definitive date, uh, which is also super. Um, I was kind of expecting an announcement to say, you know, we're looking at certain dates, but we don't know. We've got to wait for this, this and this. But no, they've uh, finally sort of pulled their finger out, uh, which is not very often for the FL. Uh, and um, <laughs> put out a definitive statement, uh, you know, an actual... Uh, one that you can have a bit of confidence in that's you know there's an actual date there said it's gonna happen good time they're it? excited <laughs> clearly the public near your house are clearly excited obviously I'll kick it off like <laughs> that's it the announcements uh, it's in uh, the alarm's gone off and all sorts this is so, why this is why we don't do podcasts outside in gardens <laughs> realise oh dear uh, oh, so we've got a date now to look forward to it's 50 days from now 50 oh. days from this day we will be Back with some competitive football. You've and counted. Still, still, uh, till Cam goes. No, wrong, wrong, wrong. Fifty wrong. days till Cam goes because Cam says in the comments of this video, "Football." Same day I move away. So the, the, the day that Cam leaves us for for Salford for Salford matters and to go and watch Stockport and Salford all season to go to uni, football football returns. What more can you want? Well, you went on the Sunday, but anyway, um, clearly that's that's the news that the EFL needed. Really, Cam's going. We can start the season. Absolutely yeah. perfect. In all seriousness, obviously we were here on Tuesday where we were talking about potential dates and things like that. We were sort of saying things are starting to bubble now a little bit in terms of um, you know, potential dates and things to look forward to. Like I predicted, the players would go back to pre-season friendly to pre-season friendlies to pre-season training they did uh, I also predicted a little bit that they'll possibly be friendlies I know manager Graham Cochran mentioned that in his uh, in his interview which you can watch on uh, I follow now uh, and now we have a date as well it's all coming together nicely and, and finally at long last it seems like light at the end of the tunnel after what seems like months and months of hell yeah no, and what's important is uh, I mean uh, if people haven't listened to the Graham Cochran interview, definitely go on to iFollow and check it out because uh, he was saying about, you know, obviously the club are being proactive and they were working at two dates. They were working for the 29th of August and the 12th of September because they were two dates in contention, basically, that from, from their side of uh, things. Uh, so the reason why they've got the players in now, which is earlier than others, because they wanted to prepare for that, for that first date because obviously they didn't want to be behind. Um, but now, well, they said it's still difficult to know how intense to make your training without, um, you know, without a, a definitive date. So now they've got that, uh, which is going to be massive beneficial for, for us and for other clubs. 
uh, other clubs that aren't back that can't afford to come back training like we have, they now can put a plan together because they know you know when to be ready for basically, uh, and it'll help certainly a lot more with with um, obviously arranging friendlies and whatnot. Obviously, there's still question marks. Obviously, we, there's no announcement about whether fans will be allowed in or not. Uh, there's still the issues of gyms and certain facilities being closed, pools and whatnot, uh, which obviously, as as Gren Coughlin said in his interview, uh, is massive in, in pre-season for preparing the players. So obviously, things like that are still got to be resolved. But hallelujah, we have a date to, to go for. We all know when to expect. We all know not to book a holiday now from the 12th of September onwards. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, I just can't wait for the fixtures to be announced. That's the next next bit of news that I'm, uh, well, along with whether fans can be allowed in or not, that's the next thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think the latter is going to probably take some some time and rightly so because of all the, you know, the, the things which go along with that. I'm sure we'll talk more about this and that on Tuesday. Uh, yes, we will be here again on Tuesday, I know we usually sort of leave two weeks in it, but uh, there's a lot to talk about, isn't there now? I'm just sort of listening it off. We've got a start date. We've got the players back in training. We've got potential new signings coming in. We've got Graham Cochran admitting the way he wants to play. We've got potential news on Nicky Maynard. There's a lot to talk about. And do you know what? It's such, I really want to swear, such a good feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, especially for, for so long with obviously season being cut short which will probably be a blessing for us in some ways who knows uh, but you know we didn't have to suffer for another month or so but um, you know I think there's just been so much uncertainty and uh, and they're not knowing it's probably worse more, worse than anything you know not knowing when it's going to be back if it's going to be back and how at least now we're, we're getting that those pieces of puzzles put back together and hopefully uh, you know soon we'll see the finished jigsaw and we know that we'll know when we're when we're back in business and and we can just get back to uh, enjoying football and, and, and reacting and just, well, loving the game what it, as, for what it is. Yeah, there'll be a lot of things to obviously take into uh, consideration. We had a long chat on Tuesday. If you've missed that podcast, go to our website, mtfcmatters.co.uk, to check that out now. We were talking, Nathan, about um, you know whether we should start with or without fans. Given the date that the EFL have given of the, of the 12th of September... It will probably look like at least a month's worth of those games will start without fans. But with services like iFollow to be able to watch the games, I'm sure they'll be streamed and to at least listen to the games. At least we'll be able to connect with it in, in some way. And I think that first month of the season will probably go uh, thick and fast because looking at the, the end date as well, it looks like there'll be, um, uh, you know, there'll be a fair few amount of Tuesday night games in there as well. Yeah, I mean they've got obviously uh, what we, what would we miss in the sort of around three four weeks of what would normally be the start start of the season. So um, obviously they have got to fit in fixtures there. I mean whether they'll do something with the cup competitions, whether they might change the uh, e- EFL trophy tr- trophy, um, you know, or will they change the league? I mean there's there's different things they could do to maybe lower the congestion of the fixture list for a year. So obviously we'll have to wait and see with that, or they might just go ahead with with everything as usual and um and, and fit in the the matches with more tuesday night matches so obviously that'll be an interesting thing to to keep an eye on over over time um i think for uh, supporters obviously the, the reason why I'm, they haven't announced anything now i can only assume is that because uh, anything can change between now and september so yeah. they don't not going to come out and say oh we're going to allow fans back for this date and this because anything could happen uh with, with spikes and everything like that so it makes sense why they haven't announced it 
Um, I, I personally think that we might actually be able to have some crowds back to a certain extent by the 12th of September. I think. I agree. Seasons, I think, will probably be no, no, no fans, um, and, I, and I think that'll probably be the, the date to have fans back, even if it's just home supporters and a, and a limited number of them. Uh, I, I expect to probably see something, uh, but they they are right and not announcing anything about that for now because obviously the current guidelines are there's not just our industry as in football but you've got entertainment as a whole package where certain events such as concerts and things aren't allowed to take place so uh, with with crowds because the, the, one of the things they're saying is obviously if you start they're not, you're not allowed to play music loud because you're shouting well what happens at football matches there's a lot of shouting so there's those sort of factors as well which make make a difference so until they can make announcements on probably the other entertainment side of uh, the of the industry I don't think they're going to really be in a position to announce anything on football as well yeah I think it's it's something which all you know all bodies all authorities are going to have to look at like you said there Nathan I think um, each club will be different as well because you know stadia is different there'll be some clubs in our you know division who will be able to put restrictions and measures in place in terms of one-way systems which uh, are coming in uh, a lot of um, being able to put restrictions in in terms of gaps between seats that sort of thing and then there'll be some you know some teams in our stadium that can't do that um, so each club will have to have a specific plan in place I imagine that will then have to be uh, green lit by the EFL and and, uh, and people like that Um we're obviously going to dive into this a lot, lot more on Tuesday, but uh, we'll garner a little bit of opinion just whilst we're here, just to sort of wet the whistle a little bit. One thing um, which sort of came to my mind, I was thinking about when I went to uh, the seaside a couple of weekends back, obviously got back in the arcades after they were open again. You know me, I'm a big kid. One thing they did have was obviously like temperature guns. Everywhere you went in Skegness, there was temperature guns before you went in. Would you as a supporter um, be... I think obviously would your support be behind if you know it was affordable having a temperature gun on the turnstile I'd probably expect something like that to be honest um, I mean if it means if it's a difference between being able to go or not being able to go I'd uh, I'll, I'll do anything really um, they can do whatever tests they want whilst I'm there as a supporter if it allows me to be at matches and, and be there safely then uh, then I'm all for it. Obviously, the 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 book comes in is is at what cost to the to the club is it going to cost? So um, you, you've then got a a situation where there's probably going to be after some sort of unilateral decision between the the EFL or the clubs of of um, what's doable and, and what's not doable and what you, you know are, will it be a situation where they say okay in order for you to be able to allow supporters into your stadium you have to be able to do this, this and this, as you mentioned there, one-way systems, uh, take out series if necessary, temperature checks. Are they, you know, do they set those categories and then say, if you can prove to us as a football club you can do that uh, and afford to do it, uh, then we obviously give you the green light. And then if clubs aren't able to do that, then they have to stay behind closed doors. Obviously, there's a possibility that could be the case. Um, you know, I think uh, it'll be an interesting uh, sort of, few weeks as as the EFL to try and come to a conclusion over that conundrum um, and uh, again 
the issue is, I guess, is that it could probably change at the flick of a switch. So they're probably going to need a plan A, plan B, plan B and plan C because it'll probably all depend on the infection rate and stuff. And there's a lot of ifs and buts. So it's a, it's a, I think it's a very going to be quite a difficult um, issue to fix. But for me as a supporter, if it means I have to jump for a few more hoops to be able to go and watch my club play, then uh, then I'll be willing to to do it absolutely we'll talk more about this on Tuesday we've got lots and lots to talk about um, both myself and you uh, have sort of put work aside for five minutes to do this although for us this is work so uh, we get away with it in that res- in, in that respect uh, just uh, coming a little bit more on onto that point though just sort of looking at that uh, a little bit more um, it's one of those isn't it where there's going to be COVID testing as well. Um, I'm sure that you know because Graham Cochran mentioned it in his in his in his uh, interview, which is on iFollow. I'm sure the EFL will have come up with something. I doubt that they'll have said the season's going to you know going to resume without them having a, a contingency plan in place to support those clubs who can't afford regular rounds of COVID testing. Or you know they might have even said after this point we're not going to do COVID testing it's up to you as a club uh, to monitor it it'll be very interesting to, to, to find out that yeah I think that that'll be uh, probably something we necessarily as fans won't hear about for some time because uh, there'll be a lot of a uh, lot of things to, for the clubs themselves to discuss and iron out um, and obviously a lot of it will come down to finances and we all know what a uh, what impact it's had uh, to the country as a whole or you could even say to the world as a whole when it comes to the economy, etc., and how it's affected businesses. And essentially, football is a is a business, you know. So uh, it all depends on who can afford it and who's going to pay for it, how, where the money's going to come from. There's a lot of ifs and buts. So um, you know, I, I'd imagine something's already in place to a certain extent because for them to be able to announce when the season's going to start and say it will. Uh, I'd imagine the obviously all the EFL clubs have been consulted in this up to this point. You'd hope. Well, surely, because uh, surely they wouldn't want to say announce this and then some clubs come back and say, "Well, well we can't do that," because uh, obviously what would be the the pretend going backwards then? So I'd imagine that the clubs have been uh, consulted in this up to this point and they have a plan in place so far. It all just turns out it all come down to whether I think probably if things do change in the fact that you know say you know touch wood it doesn't happen but if the situation got worse for example and and they do need to do more vigorous testing that's where the, the there needs to be a plan in place to say who's who's gonna you know foot the bill for that so uh i there's a it's quite a, i'd imagine it's quite a complex uh, situation yeah final point to end uh, on on this on the uh, on the season uh, having a start date and giving us something to look forward to how important is it now for supporters to remain patient and not bombard the club because there will be a lot of questions right now going through people's head about what about season tickets what about refunds from last year's season ticket will uh, the amount of balance you know go over what about um the ground reopening what about this what about that it's probably very important to stress that you know at the same time that this is coming out whilst football clubs we would hope would have had a little bit of warning to try and uh, to try and sort of get prepared for this 
every club will now have to put plans into place and bring staff back from furlough and start to get going again and that will be a slow and steady process how important is it now for supporters just to remain that extra little bit patient wait for the news to come out and then successfully enjoy the restart in September well you, you've got to be massively uh, massively patient uh, I know well like ourselves we're, we're excited about the news obviously because we uh, forgot about our, uh, our actual day jobs uh, to, to do a little in, in podcast uh, but um, you know there's I know for myself with the, with my business I've had to do so much work to ensure that um, you know my premises is going to be safe for visitors and safe for staff there's policies and all sorts of things you have to put in place and and we're a small small business in Mansfield so you, you when you're looking at Look at the potential of thousands of uh, supporters coming into the club. Uh, you've got a lot of wages to cover with, uh, you know, players' wages and you know the backroom staff. There's so much stuff that actually has to be put taken into place and has to be put in place, uh, taken into uh, consideration and then put in place and implemented. There's a lot of work to be done. So you know, I'd imagine the club have been proactive and and doing as much as they can. I mean, we've seen that at the RH Academy. Graham Cochran was uh, saying in his interview about how they've had to implement one-way systems and things like that. So, yeah, they are proactive, but there's always there's so much to do. It's unlikely then they're going to have all the answers right now. And and some of the, some of the decisions probably won't even be in the club's hands. It will be over to the EFL or the government to to set those guidelines and and, and measures. So they're not going to have an answer for everything. So I think it's uh, you know be excited, uh, look forward, start counting down for the 12th September. Uh, and yes, there are going to be people out there that need answers in regards to uh, season tickets and things. But um, you know, let's m- manage our expectation levels as we do, as we should with the players. Let's do the same with the club as a whole. It's a unprecedented situation. Sorry to use that word again. It's a bit overused, but it still is. Um, I might have know, to start using the a, bell for that word now. <laughs> we've got to give the club a bit, a, a bit of leeway and be a, a, show some patience. Absolutely, and as Roger says in the comments, hits the nail, nail on the head. We've had plenty of practice being patient. A couple more weeks won't hurt. He's absolutely spot on. Just before we go, uh, I just need to... Obviously, I am, I've known you for, for quite a few years. We are close friends. Um, I do worry about your welfare, so I just want to check. Are you okay? Why? CJ. <laughs> I mean, at one point, you were, you were, you rang me and said... Can you help me look at a house in Blackpool? <laughs> I just want to check that you're okay. You were literally going to sell your business and sell your houses and move to Blackpool. Are you all right? I'll share some exclusive news. I was I was planning on getting a, uh, myself a Blackpool shirt and uh, with CJ on the back and, and everything. Uh, but the, the turnaround was going to be too too soon for Saturday, for, for Tuesday's podcast. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean joking aside, I'm I'm gutted for for the for, for the you know for the team as a whole because. You know, I I would have loved to see him in a Mansfield Town shirt next season, but as a decision from the club, it makes 100% sense. And obviously, we'll talk about this in more detail on, on Tuesday, anyway. But um, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sad to see him go, but he's been a great player for us, even if he did have an off season last season. Uh, but you know, I, I I understand the move 100%. So, uh, and to be honest, I'll probably keep an eye out for Blackpool results now, just because I want him to do well. Yeah. You know, I don't really care about Blackpool as a club, but <laughs> him as a player, 
sorry, uh, Blackpool Matters or whoever's out there, or your friends on the podcast, do you? Seasiders think? Pod, apparently. I was very jealous of them. They had a full-on theme tune, properly sung and everything. But then they called us Mansfield Matter in the intro, and my respect for them went down a little bit. So they <laughs> no, it was good to be fair. Go and have a listen. Uh, go and follow Seasiders Pod on Twitter and uh, have a listen to me rambling for 20 minutes uh, about CJ and about the history of Mansfield Matters. I did offer it to you, but you, you know, as the CJ connoisseur, but you said you were still too, a little bit fragile. Too soon. It was a bit rich at the time. I think I got on there best tears and nobody wants to one side do they so uh, I ended over to you to, to the trusty Craig to keep his composure like he did at Hereford away in that commentary uh, <laughs> composure superbly well <laughs> and, and, and dealt with it I need, to listen, I need to listen to that back actually I haven't had a chance to yet but uh, seems I've took the afternoon off uh, anyway I mind to uh, oh it's the afternoon now you're, you're taking the full afternoon off are you well, you've got to celebrate, aren't you? I'm going to go go into the fridge, get myself a beer. Uh, I mean, I say beer. It's going to be an amaretto and coke, some uh, yeah, like that. Uh, but I'm going to sit back and uh, enjoy and start counting down the hours and days. I'm going to go and get the kettle on, also start counting down the days, but also return to work. Nathan Edge, thank you very much, as always, uh, for joining us. Uh, really do appreciate your time. Uh, it's great to see you. We will see you again uh, on Tuesday evening around 7 o'clock-ish. We look forward uh, to seeing you then. Uh, so I'm going to mute Nathan down now and uh, we'll say uh, goodbye to him. Bye, Nathan. Thanks very much for joining us, as always, and to you guys at home as well thank you for joining us on this impromptu podcast uh, this afternoon following the news that the skybet league two season is on its way back yes if you missed the news earlier the efl can confirm that the 2020 21 season will get underway across the skybet league two league one and the championship on the weekend of the 12th of september as nathan edge said it's 50 days that's 50 days and counting. Mark my words, 50 days and counting. Light at the end of the tunnel. Make sure you join Nathan. Cam will be with us as well and myself on Tuesday evening on this Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters. On Tuesday evening at 7pm-ish as we round up the week's news. The players are back in training. Signings are on the way. There's been departures. There's been hints of uh, other signings. And, of course, the news that football is back. What a time to be alive. The sun is shining. It's like an omen. See you then. are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com planning for your next trip 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.